morning, good morning. It's so good to be here with y'all. It's so good to be in the house, to see all your faces, to be joined with everybody who's with us online. It's such an honor and a privilege. Can y'all hear me? I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Mr. David and Mr. Scott were so kind to work through some things with me this morning. And now something else isn't working. In Jesus' name, the devil's a liar, amen? I love to tease. Every now and then I feel like we give the devil too much credit. Like sometimes it just rains, you know, humidity, clouds. Sometimes there's just malfunctions, but we're gonna figure this out. I don't have an in-ear, David. I'm just letting you know, I don't know why. It's gone. Not that we need to do anything about it. I'm just letting you know. In the name of Jesus, I had a whole plan for today. And then it started raining and I changed my plan. So I'm gonna invite everyone as we stand together, I'm gonna open us up in a word of prayer. And then we're gonna sing a song that I think is pretty necessary to sing while it rains, if I say so. And we're gonna prepare our hearts for the Lord. In Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you for all that you do for us, Father God. We thank you for another day and another time to worship you and honor you, Father God. We thank you for the rain that's pouring. We thank you for your spirit that's here in this room, Father God. I don't know about y'all, but lately I've just thought, if God's done everything He's done for me, it's the least I can do to praise Him and thank Him for it. If He never does anything else, Pastor said before, if He never does anything else for me, I'm still blessed. If He never does another miracle in my life, I'm still blessed. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank You this morning for what you've done for us, for what you've given us with no expectations. While we stand on your word and have faith in miracles and wonders, Father God, we just thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your spirit that's in this room with us this morning. In Jesus' name, as we come together to lift our voices and praise you and worship you, Father God, I thank you for this week ahead. We have youth going to camp this week for revival that's pouring out on our teens, Father God, across this nation. The revival earlier this year in colleges and universities that it's carrying over into the next generation, Father God, and that they're hopeful and they're expectant of what you do. Let's sing this out. In Jesus' name, we thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' name. Let's sing this out. Spirit sound, rushing wind, fire of God, fall within. Holy Ghost, breathe on us, we pray. As we repent, turn from sin, revival ember smoldering. Breath of God, fan us into flame. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Let's sing that again. In Jesus, the fresh. 
fresh wind the fragrance of heaven pour your spirit out father god pour your spirit out yeah oh we thank you for your cleansing rain father god let's sing this out for hearts that burn heart that burned with holy fear purified in faith and deed refiner's fire strength in what remains so we the church bear your light lamp of flame city bright king and kingdom come is what we pray we need we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, we pray. Pour your spirit out, we're waiting on you. A holy anointing, the power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, let's sing that. Pour your spirit out, we'll wait on you. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, we ask. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Sigh and sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Move upon our praise. Sons and daughters sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Let all the redeemed, let all the redeemed. Sigh and sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Move upon our praise. Sons and daughters sing that size. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We worship you and honor you and magnify your name because you deserve nothing less. And we won't be the ones that the rocks cry out because we won't sing, Father God. We won't be the ones 
that cause nature to praise you because we aren't, Father God, in Jesus' name. Let's sing this out. God of Abraham and all of his promises that he keeps for us. God of Abraham, he's a God of covenant and faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you'll do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Cause great is His faithfulness to me. Great is His faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Yes, it is in all things. Because when we seek Him, when we cry out to Him, He sees us. Let's sing this. God from age to age, though the earth may pass away, your word remains the same. Yeah, history can prove there's nothing you can't do. You're faithful and true. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. Christ, my anchor to the ground. 
looked at us when we said I messed up said that's tough he's always been there every step of every day through every journey and every season and every trial and every mountain and every valley he's been the same God every time and he's been a good God in Jesus name great 
great is your faithfulness to me great is your faithfulness to me from the rising sun to the setting same i will praise your portion of service we want to pray with you for anything in your life you're praying for a miracle for a 180 for an answer for direction we want to pray with you so for this next portion as our prayer team comes forward they'd love to partner with you and affirm the scripture that says exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or imagine amen that whatever the situation looks like, He's still in control and He has a bigger plan. And then also, in the next few minutes, we'll pray for our youth going into camp this week. Because I tell y'all, Satan don't like camp. Stuff goes wrong. Stuff happens. We're gonna sing this again together. Because we can and I have the mic. In Jesus' name. Let's sing this one more time together. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting, same I will praise your out together this morning. Let's sing this new 
morning I I owe it all All to Jesus all, Every part of me Lying at His feet And I owe it all That every breath I take saves amen it's the only name that's holy amen I'm gonna sing this over us this morning loved before I had a name washed before I knew my shame again loved loved before I had a name washed before I knew my shame all the lamb was slain before the earth was laid what an awesome price He paid I owe it all I owe it all All to Jesus All Every part of me Lying at His feet And I owe it all And every breath I take rise to bring him praise to the glory of one name Jesus to the glory of his name to the goodness of his name is out nail pierced nail pierced hands are holding mine in Jesus name we receive a crown of thorns has freed my mind yes it has sin cannot exhaust the grace shown on that cross Yes, he did. I owe it all, all to Jesus. All, every part of me, lying at his feet. And I owe it all, that every breath. 
transition to our next portion of service. It's been so fun to worship with y'all. I've missed y'all. I've missed y'all. We're going to pray for our youth this morning. They're not all here today, but I'm just going to ask everyone, if you'll lift your hands up, standing in the gap for the teens. I can't stress this enough based off of what I worked last year and what I saw last year, what these kids are going through, y'all. It's wild what they have to choose from. It's wild the options they're given. It's wild the choices that are being expected and made, made by them, by their friends, by their teachers, by their culture, by their media. And none of it's in line with the Word of God. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bring our youth. Our, our church is sending four girls to camp this week. We thank you for Cameron and Cassidy and Abby and Aaliyah, Father God. We thank you for their hearts that you've been preparing for this week. 
We thank you for the days ahead where they're gonna be poured into, where they're gonna be lifted up, where they're gonna be ministered to, where they're gonna be spoken life into, Father God, and reminded of their calling and reminded of their purpose and reminded of their design. Whatever the world may say, whatever their friends may say, whatever their schools may say, whatever TV shows say, they should or shouldn't be, Father God. We pray that this week they are reminded fully from the top of their head to the soles of their feet that they are your children, Father God, that they walk in victory, that they walk in power in Jesus' name, Father God, that the, the enemy has no authority over them. In Jesus' name, that in the days ahead, when the enemy starts trying to attack their faith, I'm convinced based off of the Old to the New Testament, everything the enemy does is to attack our faith. Everything the enemy does is to get us to believe that God can't do it, that God doesn't love us, that God doesn't have a better plan. I don't think Satan even cares if we go to hell. It's how hard this life has to be and it doesn't have to be, but he's fooled these kids into believing that it has to be anxiety, that it has to be depression, that it has to be isolation. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, these four girls and every kid on this campground, you remind them of your community, of your church, of your truth of the gospel, Father God, that a perfect man came to die for them because they were worth it because He had bigger and better things for them. We pray for the call of ministry that will be put on some of these kids' life. We thank You for the call to walk in the fullness of Your Word for all of these kids, Father God. We thank You for their parents that are preparing for them and that You prepare their hearts as well, that when they come back and the enemy tries to take them down, that their parents, all of them, are reminded to stand strong on Your Word also, Father God. We thank you for 2023. As messy and backwards and confusing as it is for these kids, we thank you that you've created this year for these children and this time for a reason. In Jesus' name, we thank you for youth camp. In Jesus' name, and all the saints said, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap this morning? In Jesus' name. I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Chris to take up our morning offering. If you all think of the kids this week, please be praying for them. A lot of these kids don't go home to good parents. A lot of these kids, not our four, our four's got great parents. A lot of these kids don't go home to people or churches that are there for them. Thank you all so much. Let's give it up for the Lord again this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, the thing about the, uh, the youth in this day and time, what's happened is... Uh, the enemy has tried to confuse them on their identity. And what we need to pray is that they realize the true identity of who Christ is. Then he will give them their true identity and then they will reach their destiny. So we need to be praying that they will reach their destiny and they will if they see the identity of Christ. And we pray the, that uh, this week that um, great strides are made in every area of their lives as they go forth to camp this week. Pastor Chris is away. He's preaching in Tennessee today, and uh, he'll be back soon. He was, uh, he was supposed to preach for this group of people, I think, last year, and it didn't work out. So he told him he would come this year. So he, he's been there, I think, yesterday and today, and even maybe Friday night. So he'll be back, uh, I think, later today. 
But um, at this time, we want to receive our tithes and offerings. And um, so if you're, if you're watching online, you're welcome to give as well. We would encourage you to do that. And if you're here in the church, of course, you can get an envelope in back of one of the chairs in front of you and fill that out. And we want to bless the Lord this morning with our tithes and offerings. So if you bow your head, we want to go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this day, for this is the day you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we thank you for our children. We thank you for our people. We thank you for our church. Father, we pray that you will move in a mighty way and that you will touch our people, Father God. And we thank you that our people are givers, Lord. We pray you'll encourage them to give, Lord. We also need help in the uh, still in the building fund area, but we thank you that, that those that have given is, is already helping. And we pray that as we bring our tithes and offerings today that you will bless our people and bless them for giving and bless those if, if they don't have to give. We ask you to bless them also, Father God. But we thank you for what you're doing for us and what you're doing for the church. We ask your blessings upon this offering now. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. And you may come and bring your offerings down now if you would. Amen, amen. As people bring their offerings down, let's sing this together one more time. We need a fresh wind, amen? We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Holy anointing, the power of your presence. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. Let's sing that one more time. We need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. A holy anointing, the power of your presence. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for Pastor Chris Hamby, Father God, and the word he's going to bring us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we just praise you today, Lord. Give us eyes to see what you want us to see and ears to hear what you would want us to hear, Father God, as we come before you today and we worship you, we praise you, and we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for your grace. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So this morning, I want to um, talk to you about some things about where I believe we are right now, and maybe a little bit about where we've been from, but also mainly looking forward to where I believe that we're going and what God is showing us, because I think he's showing us some pretty incredible things, and uh, the enemy tries to keep us from seeing those things, but I think he's showing us some pretty incredible things, so I want to to go over some things with you this morning. One thing is for sure, and that is that the enemy wants to confuse and distract us from the word of the Lord. Any way that it comes, he wants to confuse us and distract us from it. And uh, of course, he's the author of confusion and the father of lies, so he'll do anything he thinks he can get away with to keep you and I from knowing the truth about what God is doing. So we have to, first of all, remember that and be aware of that. Um, there is still a great shaking coming 
and there is still a great awakening coming. And I don't know if you remember when we talked about, um, at one time we talked about some great events and some great changes taking place. And we talked about that there would even be some great events and great changes take place even back in 222. Does anybody remember us talking about that? Back in 222, there would be some great events and great changes taking place. But I wonder if the enemy has even faded some of that. Do we don't even remember what did take place? What was great events and what was great changes and the beginning of great changes that is taking place? Let me remind you of a couple of things. Do you remember a thing called Roe versus Wade? The enemy said, the enemy said basically when that was changed by the federal law last year, when, that, when actually that was shot down, finally, after 50 years of people praying, after 50 years, we said, we've got to get rid of Roe versus Wade. And after 50 years, they said, no, it will never be taken down. It'll never change. It'll never change. And then finally, when it was, you know what the enemy did? He said, you know what he whispered to everybody? Oh, well, you know, the states are still separate and they can still do their thing. And there's several of the states that are still going to keep abortion. So it's not really going to matter at all. Let me tell you something. It all matters. God would not take down Roe versus Wade if he was not going to take it down in every state. It's coming. Every state, it will fall. I don't care how long it takes, and I don't think it's going to be very long. But in every state, it will fall. Roe versus Wade has gone down, and abortion is going away, and the children are going to be saved because that's what God is doing as part of this hour and as part of this awakening. There was another great event that, that we may not remember or maybe didn't even think about, and it happened in October of 2022. There was a prime minister named Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, and they pretty much pushed him out of office, lied about him, tried to have him arrested, and, and got him out of being in charge of Israel and thought they had, they had him gone for good and that he could never come back. But it was prophesied that he would come back. And in October of 2022, he walked back into that office. And because of that, God is going to do some great things to protect Israel during this time that we live in. And he had to be there for that to happen. That's why God did it. And that was prophesied too. So those are just a couple of very important things that happened in um in 2022 and there are other things but those are those are some of the big things that happen but it's easy for the enemy to take that and say put it on the back burner of course our media doesn't talk about any of these things so you're not going to see it on the forefront if you're watching the media so you have to remember that we walk by faith and not by sight so we can't just look at our media and think everything is the truth hopefully we've all learned that a long time ago but Israel will benefit greatly by him being back in power, and he's going to need to be there for what's about to take place on this earth. And um, God is about to give you and me, the true body of Christ, the greatest opportunity in the history of the world to minister the way they did it in the book of Acts. So if you want to know how it's going to look, go back and read the book of Acts because that's what's coming. In this great awakening, the book of Acts ministry is going to, see, is going to be what we're going to see take place. Most of you, if you're over 40, you probably remember a great evangelist named Oral Roberts. 
and if you're under 40 you may not but he was a great evangelist he was a great um he 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 prayed for people and people were healed let me just put it that way he had a great healing ministry and if you if you're over 40 you probably remember something about that there's a university named after him it's called oru but um he he did a lot of great ministry over a course of many many years he actually preached um he actually had a church in Dahlonega Georgia at the very beginning of his ministry I think for a short time um and then he ended up in Tulsa Oklahoma but he was a great man of God and most people that know of him and heard of him and saw his ministry you know that already if you're younger you may not know so that's why I bring that up but he gave a prophecy back many years ago back in the early 2000s and he sat down with a man named Kenneth Copeland and he sat down with his son Richard Roberts and he began to tell about a prophecy and the name of the prophecy was called the wake-up call sounds a little bit like the great awakening it was called the wake-up call and he sat down and one of the things he said I'm gonna read these verses to you in just a second but one of the things that he said was that that God showed him in the book of Acts 2 verses 17 and 18 and I'll read that in just a minute he showed him something very important about those two verses or Robert said that he had always believed always believed when he read those two verses he thought that those two verses were verses that would take place after the second coming of Christ or during or right after the second coming of Christ but he said that God showed him that those verses are taking place before Christ returns okay so let's read these two verses that he was talking about Acts 2 verses 17 and 18 and we'll also read 19 in a few minutes but first let's just read Acts 2 verse 17 and 18 and this is in the King James Version and it will and it shall come to pass in the last days God declares that I will pour out of my spirit upon mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams Yes, and on my men servants and also on my maid servants, in those days I will pour out of my spirit and they shall prophesy. He said this was happening before the second coming of Christ, but he never believed it before until God showed him. And at the same time God showed him this, he showed him something else but before we get to that and we talk about that which will be in verse 19 which was all part of the wake-up call because part what he said in the wake-up call was that God was showing signs and would show signs of the wake-up call coming so I'm going to talk about that in a minute and we'll skip to verse 19 in just a minute but now before we do that and you'll see why in a minute I want to talk about another man and this man's name is Lester Sumrall. Has anybody ever heard of Lester Sumrall? If you're over 40, you probably have. If you're under 40, you may not have. He was a great teacher and a great missionary. He headed up uh, something called Feed the Hungry. And he went all over the world with the C-130 um, feeding people all over the world. And a, a great ministry of God. And uh, he was a great man. And I remember getting to, he came to our church before, and I remember getting to have lunch and dinner with him. And I remember that before then, though, I had written him a letter. And uh, I had written him a letter and also another ministry 
that because feed the hungry fed people and brought them to Christ. And then there was another ministry that also made Bibles in different languages, okay? And they were doing a great ministry work with that. And then the denomination I was in at the time was a great missions denomination and was sending out missions everywhere. So I sent letters to all three and I encouraged them to understand which pieces of the pie they had and if they would work together they could do great things even together. And they could still be their own ministry. I wasn't talking about them joining together. I was just talking about them working together. Does anybody know what I'm saying? In the body of Christ, just working together. So I'd send them all three letters. Well, the, the, the Bible um, makers, you know, sent word back and said, I'm sorry, we, we can't do that. You know, we just do our own thing. And the denomination that I sent the letter to didn't respond at all. Lester Sumrall responded, and he said, that sounds like a great idea, let's do it. But it didn't get done, because the other two weren't willing to join in. Why? I don't know, but we gotta be willing to join in. He was willing to take a chance. Lester Sumrall was willing to take a chance for the sake of souls being saved. You understand what I'm saying? He was willing to take the chance. And I was thankful for that, but it never went anywhere with them working together because the other two weren't willing to do it. But over 25 years ago, this same man, Lester Sumrall, um, gave a prophecy himself. And he talked about how the church would finally stand up. He said he saw... He said he had seen, uh, they had seen someone like, you remember the story of Gulliver? Does anybody remember the story of Gulliver and the little, the little guys <clears throat> tacked him all down to the sand and he couldn't get up or he thought he couldn't get up or whatever? Well, that's kind of what this looked like to him. The church just kept trying to get up and then they'd fall back down and they'd try to get up and they'd fall back down and they'd try to get up and they'd fall back down. But he said one day, the church is actually going to finally stand up. That's, when the, that's what we're talking about with the book of Acts. That's what we're talking about with the great awakening. That's what we're talking about with the wake-up call. The church is finally going to stand up. And he said something very interesting about that. He said that when the church finally stands up, in these last days when the church finally stands up, that the people of God that are the remnant of God, the people of God, and the, and the uh, evangelism that will go out and the great awakening and the great revival that will take place. He said, there will be people that you will see saved that you saw before and you thought they would never be saved. And they will be saved. People from all walks of life. People from every area of life. People that you would have never imagined would even think about being saved are going to be saved. But he also said one other thing, and this is a sad part. He said that he saw people, and God showed him that there would be people that were actually already even part of the church, and people that you just knew knew God, and people that you just knew would be ready for this great end-time harvest of the Holy Ghost and fire. You just knew they would be in on that and ready for that. And he said some of them he saw turn away because they had apparently a religious spirit controlling them and they just wouldn't see 
what they needed to see because it didn't look like they thought it should look and it didn't go the way they thought it should go. Maybe it didn't look like them or sound like them or act like them or walk like them or talk like them. And so they just said, no, this is not for us. And they missed out. It sounds a little bit like the movie, The Jesus Revolution. Has anybody seen that yet? The Jesus Revolution. I would encourage you to see it if you haven't seen it. And what happened then back in the late uh, 60s, early 70s was the hippie movement. There was a lot of drugs and a lot of bad things going on. But still, in the midst of all of that, God moved. And if you watch the movie, it kind of explains a little bit about, about that because there were people that were getting saved and delivered and set free. But there, there were parts of the church that had a problem with that because they didn't look like them and they didn't walk like them and they didn't talk like them and they didn't act like them. And even if you watch the movie, you'll notice that there were people in that first church and in the scene where um, they did invite them in and were encouraging them to and the pastor was, but there were people in the church that got up and walked out because it just didn't look like they thought it should look. Sounds a little bit like when Jesus came, doesn't it? And the Pharisees that were supposed to know everything about who Jesus was, they were supposed to know everything about the Messiah when he came. They were the ones that, that Israel was supposed to be able to look to, to have the answers and to see him and to know him and to recognize him when he was coming. Remember? And what happened with them? They didn't think Jesus looked like them. He didn't walk like them. He didn't talk like them. He didn't act like them. And therefore, he just couldn't be the son of God. He just couldn't be the Messiah. Even when they saw him do miracles, he just couldn't be the son of God. And they never believed. In fact, Jesus called them vipers, remember? And talked about how they took widows' homes and the things that they did, and yet they would stand on the corners in their long robes, hoping people would notice how important that they looked. This is the kind of religious spirit we have to be weary of, and we have to realize it's there, because sometimes the things that are closest to the truth make the best lies, but they're still lies. And so a religious spirit can really cause a lot of problems and has over the course of the year, years, and the enemy has known that, and that's why he's used it to do that. So we've got to be ready for the opportunities when we have them. We've got to realize anybody can walk in at any time. And we don't, I know we don't have a problem with that in this church. We welcome everybody. But there's a lot of churches in America that don't just welcome everybody. And those churches may not last very long because when, when this thing hits, people are going to run to the churches for answers. And they're going to run to the churches where the power of God is and where the Spirit of God flows. And that's what they're going to be looking for. And if they go in a dead church that's already dead like they've been dead, it's not going to help them at all. So we have to be ready. We have to be ready and keep our minds alert and keep on guard to know exactly what a religious spirit looks like, but also to be ready to know that we can minister like we've never ministered before. We have to be like Lester Sumrall uh, and the way he was with me, willing to take a chance and willing to say, let's do it because of whatever it takes for souls saved. And so I encourage you to remember that because that's something that, um, that he talked about that... Uh, that will take place, even though there will be great there will be great numbers of people you would never thought would be saved, and they are going to be saved.
Thank God. So now let's go back. Now let's step back a minute and go back to Oral Roberts for just a minute. In Acts chapter 2, 17 and 18, except now we're going to add 19 to that and see what that says. Because this is another part of the same prophecy when he was giving the wake-up call that he talked about. So let's read. So we've read the first two, and it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And then we go down to 18, and on your manservants and maidservants, and they shall prophesy. But then look at verse 19. This is really interesting, especially coming off of the week we just came off of, because I'm going to show you something here. Verse 19, and he read this verse too. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. When Oral Roberts talked about this verse during the same prophecy, the wake-up call prophecy, when he talked about this verse, he said that God showed him, and this was back in the early 2000s, okay, because he died not long after this prophecy. He said God showed him a vision, and he said there was a vision, and he could see New York City, and he could see New York City, and something was coming down on New York City from the sky, but he couldn't quite make out what it was. It wasn't fog, but it was something, and it had an eerie color and an eerie look to it. And he said, I don't know what, I didn't know how to describe it, but then God showed me this verse, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. What just happened this last week in New York City and on the East Coast? God was showing him this in the early 2000s. He was showing him this as a sign. He said this would be a sign of the wake-up call. He said when you see this, this will be a sign of the wake-up call. That's basically what Oral Roberts is saying. If you go back and you look at that um, prophecy, you can see what he's saying. This will be a sign of the wake-up call. Now, I'm going to confirm that with another prophecy that was given by a person named Julie Green, and this took place on March 13th of 2022. And it goes exactly along with what Oral Roberts just said. And I want you to hear what she said, and it's just a short part of it that I want to give you. It's really a confirmation. And this is the prophecy. This, again, was not just this last week or two weeks ago or six weeks ago. This was over a year ago, March 13th of 2022. Okay, listen to this. Watch the skies, United States, along the East Coast. Smoke will fill the skies across some states. The smoke will signal the destruction of DC and your enemy's ultimate fall. Now we can't make this stuff up. This is what God said. This is documented. These are documented prophecies. We just saw smoke. So we know that we're getting closer and closer to what Oral Roberts was talking about with the wake-up call and what we've been talking about with the Great Awakening and what others have talked about with the Great Awakening coming. 
that we're getting closer to that because he's showing us the signs now of what will happen when we're right at the door of that. So we are very close to this now. We are very close to this now. We have to be based on what we're seeing. Now, God has spoken some words, and I want to go over these, and we mentioned these once before, but these are the four things that God is doing during this shaking and during this awakening. These are the four things overall that he is doing. One is revolution. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' revolution just happened to come out with that word? Revolution, revelation, restitution, and restoration. Now, what is a revolution? The revolution is a forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new one. And we're not talking about another nation overthrowing it. We're talking about what God is going to do to overthrow it. That's what we're talking about here, folks. Revelation, a surprising and previously unknown fact or facts, especially those that come and are made known in a dramatic way. So we're looking at revolution, revelation, and what about restitution? The restitution is the recompense for injury or loss. The, recon, the, the, the restitution is to compensate for injury or loss. That's God's compensation for the injury and the loss that the nation and the nations have gone through. Because we're not just talking about a great awakening here. We're talking about all over the world. God's going to do this thing all over the world. And then finally you get to restoration. The restoration is to restore to its original condition the way God meant it to be in the first place as far as the nation and the covenants with the nation and the covenants he has for his people throughout the world, not only with Israel but the United States and the others that follow suit and follow after the United States. So yes, folks, it's time for a great visitation of God. There's a great visitation coming. The enemy doesn't want us to know that. He doesn't want you to see that. He doesn't want you to think anything like that could ever happen in the world, but it is about to happen. And he, and, and he, he is falling back because of what God is going to do during this last day. And the reason God is doing it, think about this for a minute. God is the only one that knows when he's going to send Jesus back in the rapture, in the catching of the way. The Bible talks about that specifically. Even Jesus doesn't know exactly the time God will send him back. Is that right? Is that not scripture? Okay. Think about this. If we, if we do know, if we're looking, if, if he sent him back right now, if he sent him back today, well, let me, let me go a little further first, and then I'll tell you that. Let me read this to you. One thing we do know is that Jesus, when he comes back, is looking for a glorious church, not having wrinkle or spot or any such thing. That's Ephesians 5.27. If Christ today were to come back, would he find that glorious church? Now, let's be honest. Would he find the glorious church overall that he's looking for without spot or wrinkle or any blemish or any such thing? Would he find that? Let's be honest. Would he find that if he came today? Here's the other thing. 
If he came today, how many of your relatives and loved ones and people and friends that you know, if he came today, would not make it? If he came today, would not make it? If he came today, how many do you know that would not make it if he came today? And would end up in the tribulation? If Christ came today, the people in your family or maybe your friends that you, didn't, that, you, that you know of would not be with him. They would be left if they're not ready to go. And that's what God already knows. And that's why he is sending a shaking and an awakening and he is sending his glory to the earth. And I'm going to show you some scripture about that glory in just a minute. I'm going to remind you of what his word says because the enemy doesn't want you to know this. He doesn't want you to believe this, but I'm going to show you the scripture and then you have to do what you do with it. If Christ came today for a glorious church, then the glory of God must come to the earth first. Because that's how you get a glorious church is when the glory of the Lord fills the earth, right? That's how you get a glorious church is when the glory of the Lord fills the earth. So what a great time to really be alive. But we have to understand that it's a very bad time for the judgment of the wicked. It'll be a very bad time for them. Let me give you some scripture now. So I want you to watch this. Isaiah 40 and 5. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Numbers 14 and 21. If you want to put up Numbers 14 and 21, I'm just going to go through these, but I'm going to give you time to, to read them on the screen. Numbers 14 and 21. But truly, as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Now let's look at Habakkuk 2 and 14. Habakkuk 2 and 14. Are you with me? Habakkuk 2 and 14. Habakkuk 2, 14. Okay. But the time is coming when the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters of the sea. Now, this has never happened, folks. It's never been filled with the glory of the Lord. There have been pockets. We've talked about this before. But it's never been filled with the glory of the Lord. It's coming. It has to come. It is his word. It has to come. It doesn't come during tribulation. Those are the worst times the world has ever experienced. It has to come before tribulation. So it has to come before the catching away of the saints. Haggai 2 and 9. Haggai 2 and 9. Now look at this. Do you remember this verse? Give him a second. Haggai 2 and 9. 
the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. The glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. It's still in front of us. It's still coming. Now remember the four things we just talked about. Revolution. Revelation. Restitution. And restoration. Now think about that last word. The last one is restoration. Now watch this. Watch this very closely. Acts 3, and I'm going to give you time to get it up on the screen, David. Acts 3, verses 20 and 21. Acts 3, verse 20 and 21. Okay. Acts 3, verse 20 and 21. Now listen to this very carefully. Because this, we can miss this if we're not really careful. Let's watch this really closely here. And he shall send Jesus Christ. Now that's the Father when he's going to send Christ back, right? He shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, so we know who he is, whom the heaven must receive, which it has. He's in heaven now, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Whom the heaven must receive until the time of restoration of all things, which God hath spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Did you get that? Do you see that? The heavens must receive until. He is still there until the time of restoration of all things. Christ is going to be there until the time of restoration of all things. And at that time, God will send him back for the catching away of the saints. But in the meantime, while Christ is still seated at the right hand of the Father, waiting for the restoration of all things, the glory of God, the Holy Ghost fire, is being poured out on the earth as the glory of the Lord fills the earth. The Holy Ghost fire revival, the Holy Ghost fire revival, the way we saw it in the book of Acts, is what is coming. It is what is in our future. And it's because God loves people and he wants to bring a harvest, a great harvest of souls. So that's great news. If your family member isn't saved yet, that's great news. If you don't see a glorious church yet, that's great news because the glory of the Lord fills the earth. That's how we get to be a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, or any such thing. So the shaking is almost here, and the great awakening of all time is about to take place. The enemy doesn't want you to know that. And he's done a very good job of hiding it the last few years. A very good job of using people and media and governments and leaders of trying to do what they want to do to get what they want to do and leaving everybody else out in the cold. 
but it's about to change. Not because a man can change it. If a man could change it, we would have already done it. No man is going to change this. Your God is going to change this. Your God is the only one that could change this. Your God is the only one that is able to change this. Your God is the only one that has the power to make this happen. And he's going to do it. And it's not very long off. And uh, that, was, that was a sign this last week. Some people would say, uh, that's just smoke from Canada. Well, yeah, it was smoke from Canada. It's also a sign from God to show you what he said he's going to do and give you a wake-up call and give you a sign about the wake-up call coming. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you one more prophecy today. So buckle up for this one, okay? Buckle up, all right? This was just given this week. This one was. Okay? It's another prophecy. It actually is also from Julie Green. God is really using her right now. I have to say that. God is using some of these people greatly. And we have to be willing to listen to what God is saying. Because he's given us his written word and anything in prophecy that is true has to stand on the foundation of the written word. And if it does, then it is true prophecy. So I want you to hear this. And this is titled, A Warning. The days of Noah are here. The days of Noah are here. And this is the prophecy. My children, I have said in my written word regarding the end times that it would be like the days of Noah. Can't you see you are living in those days, days where people are living selfishly, living carelessly, living where they are not listening or caring about the warnings that I have been given out. The words I have given to my mouthpieces all over the world that something big is coming, just like with Noah. Remember, he was warned about a flood and people mocked and laughed and refused to listen. I have warned and told my children and the world about these shakings that are coming that will change the world, change societies, change nations, change governments, change churches. It will change the body of Christ and the role that they play upon this earth. With all this kind of change, do you realize how much change in a quick period of time and a shock it will bring to the world? It will startle people and shake them to their cores. Just when Noah was shutting the door to the ark, people started running toward it, but it was too late. And the flood destroyed the earth along with all who wouldn't listen. I have promised that I would never flood the earth with water again, and of course I am keeping that promise, but I am flooding the earth with truth. 
I also am flooding the earth with my glory that will cleanse and heal what the enemy has been doing to try to destroy it. There will be Red Sea-like moments. There will be exodus greater than the original. The shaking, this change, the shaking and this change is right at the door. But many people are still refusing to listen. Pray for these who are asleep. Pray for these who refuse to awaken out of the darkness. Pray for those who have blinders on their eyes with religious doctrine that will not listen to what you are saying. Pray for those who are bound. Pray for those, pray for this great awakening and for them to be a part of it. My children, these shakings will be so great it will shake nations apart. It will destroy the evil that has held them captive. A shaking like no other is coming. So be prepared. Get in my word. Get in my word more because no one knows the day or the hour but me. A great flood of truth is coming. A flood that will heal, that will cleanse, that will deliver. So get ready for my flood, saith the Lord. Let's just pray. Father, we just lift up your name this morning, God. I pray that you will help us to hear and understand what you want us to see, what you want us to hear, what you want us to understand about what you're about to do. There's still great mystery, Lord. We know we only see in part. Even the prophets only see in part. But Lord God, help us to see the part that you're showing us. Help us to see the part that we can see. Help us to see the part that you're telling us. Help us to see the part that we need to know so that we can go forth and help those who will be running to the churches, Father God, so that we will be able to minister in ways that we have never ministered before, God, because you're about to use us like we've never, ever been used before, like we could have never imagined being used before with what you're about to do, Father. And we just ask that you will help us to be ready and to understand and to be in your word and to be close to you and close to your heart, to be seeking you, not in fear, but to be trusting that what you're doing is exactly what you had planned to remove the evil and to give us great harvest of souls. Now, Father, we pray that there's anyone listening this morning and they haven't received you that they would receive you now. The Bible says, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. So we just pray that anyone that's watching now or here uh, in the sound of my voice, that you will just call upon the name of the Lord and say, Jesus, save me. I believe you are the Son of God, that you rose from the dead and that you sit at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. I receive you now as Lord and Savior. Wash me in your blood. Hallelujah. And he will do that. And for the rest of us, if you're already saved and you know the Lord, just say, God, help us to build our lives on you in every way that we can. Help us to build our lives on you and your foundation, Lord. Everything that you are. 
because that's the only foundation that's going to stand forever is you. So we build our lives on you now and we praise you and we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And we bless your holy name. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever sing. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Let sickness out is holy. Holy, there is no one like beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me we thank you Father God for this word today and lift up your name let's sing this out Jesus Jesus, the name above every other name, the only one that can save. Jesus, the only one who could ever sing. He's worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, yes we do. We live for you, let's sing it holy. Holy, there is no one like there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me i'm gonna ask anyone who's able to stand i will build my life Upon your love, it is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. I will put my trust in you. that I got and I will and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder 
good amen I've missed worshiping with y'all I love y'all this is a good house to worship in I think can we give it up for Pastor Chris Hamby this morning I love very few things more than when Pastor Chris Hamby speaks about revelations speaks about the end times speaks about prophetic words and thank you so much Pastor Case, I mean that. And I changed my whole set list this morning. I had no idea he was gonna speak about pouring out your spirit and sons and daughters prophesying. I don't think it's a coincidence. I picked out that song right before he preached. And I think it's such a sweet time for us as a church, as a people, as a body, as a nation. There's a lot going on and he's a good God in control of it all, but we gotta listen to him and we gotta be ready to respond to him, amen? Amen. Thank you for being with us today. If this is your first or second time, thank you especially for being with us today. If you're a visitor online, if you could please email us at info at org or scan the QR code that's gonna pop up on your screen. If you're in person, if you could please do the same, scan this QR code with your phone and it'll take you to a website where we can get some information from you and stay connected. And we would love to meet you after service at our info table. And then lastly, I'm just gonna dismiss this in prayer. Um, we have our second Saturday prayer that happened this past Saturday. Our women meet at the first Saturday of every month coming up um, next month because we just had it. We have a lot of things that are happening in the next few weeks that we just went by. But on July 2nd, thank you so much, David Siegel. Can we give it up for David? He's the man that makes everything work. He's the man that keeps everything running. And I'm mouthing to him while Pastor Chris is praying, apologizing for messing something up. He's the man that makes it happen for us. Um, we have our, our annual, my favorite event. I say it about all of our events. Um, our annual independent celebration. It's an outreach. It's a great opportunity to invite someone who is intimidated by church, who hasn't been in church in a while and doesn't want to feel shame. We don't want anyone to feel shame. So this is very relaxed. We do it outside in our parking lot. There's always fireworks. If you know anything about Grace Summit Church, we love God. Fireworks is a close second for a lot of men in this church. It's a very close second. So we do a big fireworks show for the community and it's just such a sweet, fun time. So um, July 2nd, 8 p.m. here. And then fireworks will start around 9.30 if you just wanna come to the fireworks. But we're so excited about the summer, about inviting new faces, new people in the community that need to be loved on and reminded of how good God is. Amen. 
Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and for all your blessings. I thank you always for the opportunity and honor to stand on any stage and sing any song that brings you glory with your people. Father God, I thank you for the blessing that it is to lift my voice with these voices and lift my hands with these hands and praise you for all that you've done and all that you're gonna do. I thank you for Pastor Chris Hamby and his obedience to speak the word that you've given him, his obedience and his gifting to speak things in such a relatable, teachable way so that we can take them out of this building and dwell on them in the days ahead. Father God, I thank you for every person in this room, for their story, for their life, for their journey that you've walked with them through and for bringing them here today to be with us. We thank you for our kids for camp for the next five days. And we thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you're gonna do and that the days ahead are always better than the days behind. And all the saints said, amen. Y'all have a blessed week. Fulfilled in a moment, still watching.